Welcome into Riverbank Riches with Desmond Taylor. We're navigating financial wisdom, and you probably heard the name Dave Ramsey if you've paid any attention to financial news before. He's well-known. He's got a no-nonsense approach to personal finance, specifically you know, talking about budgeting, debt management, and, and wealth building. But he's also gained a significant following in a lot of different things he's done. He, he does books, radio. You probably heard podcasts, live events. But he's really been getting into TikTok recently. So we're actually going to share a few of his TikTok clips today and some of the financial advice he shared there. We're going to get Desmond's thoughts on those clips as well. So it should be a fun show. Stay tuned. Welcome in, Desmond. How are you today? Good. So it's a Monday morning and ready to get things going. Well, we're going to rock and roll with a little bit of TikTok. Are you into TikTok at all? I know uh, your generation loves TikTok, but you're not like everyone else in your generation. So I'm curious. Um, you know, TikTok's kind of a, one of those things for me where, I mean, somebody sends me a reel or, or TikTok, you know, I watch it, but I actually don't have the app. Um, I, you know, have been kind of seeing some of the security cern- concerns with it and everything. So, you know, there, to me, there's other alternative. Instagram has their version of it. Um, I know Snapchat even has a version of it. Um, it seems like even like LinkedIn at this point, you can like scroll through, scroll through and see these videos on there. So there's so many alternatives and they all flow through together. It's like if somebody posts something on TikTok, they're going to yeah. post it on like five other platforms. So it doesn't make sense just to download and create an account just so somebody else can have my information to me. So no, nah, I don't have a TikTok, but I know that's con- contrary to a lot of my generation definitely has those two. I get sent them all the time. So. I just haven't. Yeah, yet. and you're and you're right. You can you can't really tell the difference in platforms anyway. It could the clip could come from anywhere, and it will be mm-hmm. shared everywhere. So you'll see it eventually. But if you yeah. haven't seen these Dave Ramsey TikToks, we're going to share them with you today. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, check out the video version as well. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Check it out, and we're going to show the clips here. But you're going to hear them as we play them back for you here. If you have questions for Desmond today, again, clcfinancial.com is the website. You can always call 910-323-5700. So we've got four clips today. We're going to play them for us and get Desmond's reaction. Afterwards, let's start off with this first one. Don't invest in anything. You can't tell me how it works. And don't invest in something because you're excited. If your pulse rate's up, you're getting conned. All right, Desmond. So that's the first one here. He's, he's talking about don't invest if you... If there's if you can't tell how something works, he's, he's talking about pulse rate and and don't invest because you're excited. It really gets down to the emotional aspect of investing, right? I mean, this is something you want to take out of your decision making. Yeah, I think he's a, makes a good salesman for Apple Watches because you know as they're sitting there in the in the meeting, they can check their pulse and make sure that it's not elevated. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but yeah, he gives, uh, I think he gives uh, overall this, that's a pretty good opinion on it. You know, you should understand the, the vehicles that you're invested in. Um, there's different types and, you know, you may not understand the, the down to the, the grain of what you're getting or, or, or the grain of, of every set, every single, uh, vehicle. I mean, you know, when you're in a well diversified, diversified portfolio, you know, some of those may include some option strategies where there's some puts or, or calls and, and those aren't necessarily to elevate the risk. They can all, they can also be used. You know, we'll use uh, certain strategies to decrease risk within a client's portfolio. Um, so, you know, a general statement. Yeah. Uh, you should understand or at least have a good understanding when the person's explaining to you. It should make sense. Now, when you go home and be asked to regurgitate everything that you were just explained, 
But uh, while they're sitting there and explaining everything to you, you should, you know, have be okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. And then ask the questions during that meeting. And then if you need a second or third, you know, explanation, that's no problem either. Um, so you know, the, we you know, you're not you don't do this every single day. It's just like if I were to walk into uh, your job and say, hey, you know, explain this to me one time. Okay, got it. No, so um, just you know, make sure that you have a good fundamental understanding before you go into something. Do you see a lot of people chase these? investments that are maybe popular or trendy because I, you know, that's also kind of what he's addressing here, right? Is don't just go chasing these investments because you hear about them. They sound exciting. Yeah. There's a lot of people, I would say now it's uh it's kind of dialed back, but uh, initially, you know, especially last year. And then when it, interest rates were a lot lower, it was like the, the next um, IPO that was coming out and they were all the time on the news. But a lot of times if you've already seen something on the news, it's kind of too late anyway. Um, to get into it, uh, there's, there's, like I said, people on Wall Street and the, the institutional investors are really, they know things, you know, days before things will even come out on the news or, or the whole reason it's on the news is because usually it's up or down a lot. Um, so I would say, you know, just, just do your due diligence. All right. Well, that takes us perfect, perfect transition into our second TikTok here from Dave. Watch this. Do not jump in and out of investments based on what you hear on the news ever. All right. So kind of touching on what you talked about, right? You don't want to make investments or get in or out of investments based on what you hear on the news. And, and that's important to just kind of understand what the role is, right? I mean, most of the time when you're watching something, it's not to inform you and educate you, right? It's to keep you entertained. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you look at these news, the news stations, they're, they're all guilty of this at this point. It's how to keep your viewership. I mean, the ratings comes out, Fox News, even Brad, you know, and I, I, Typically, we're biased here towards Fox Business, but a lot of the ratings that come out, you know, they're all the time showing, you know, we're the number one rated news station on the on cable. And it's it's that's really what everything is built around now. Um, it's hard to find, you know, it, the best way to get your news is to just read. Um, you know, I read the Wall Street Journal. I read Axios um, every day. I don't even I listen to, you know, the, the, if you turn on the news in the morning and listen to it for about 10 minutes, that's about the information that you're going to get for the whole day. Um, past that, they're just looking for ratings. Um, so for investors to jump in and out of their investments, um, especially if they're just watching the news, a, a lot of times it's already, you know, you think about the steps, it's something's happened. Uh, it's already been, you know, a lot of times discovered. And then if there's something to jump, if there's a, if the opportunity to jump on it and then it's already come to the news, well, then likely some, there's already been a, a bunch of people that's already jumped in on it and it's made it, it's gotten its popularity so high that now there's a, you know, even an article on it or something. So. Um, don't don't just see something on TV and and jump in or on the news and just jump in because you know you you could really run into uh, it. It's just it just so happens that most of the time when you're buying and selling, if you're doing day trading, you're doing it that often that you're always buying um, high and or I'm sorry, uh, buying yeah buying high and selling low. Uh, it just seems to be the way that you know statistically it works out. It's again those traders up at uh, uh the institutional traders traders on wall street they know how to play emotion stock market's 80% emotion 20% fundamentals and so they can uh they can see they you, you know you can see the technicals on the stock and everything and they can do the trading and they're looking at it a lot harder than you are well how much does that jumping in and out and and constantly kind of changing your positions impact you long term right because that's your your whole your whole view with your clients is looking long term. So as people are making these, if they are making these investment decisions based on what they're seeing and hearing every day, and, and that changes constantly, what is that doing for their investment over time? It's really it it, it hurts it over time. Statistically, all there's been study after study after study that's been published. We see it with some of our clients here. You know, uh, it happened. Um, 
back uh, uh, last year when the market started dropping, a lot of them went to cash as soon as it started to drop. And then it seems like the day that they, you know, turn in against our advice to go to cash, but not, not a bunch of people, but there were, I'd say one or two people, you know, don't go to cash, don't, and then turns it to cash. And it seems like sure enough, the next day from the point they turn it to cash, it turns around and starts ticking back up. And so it's, um, it, it, the data shows that, you know, a lot of these plans are built to ride through these market cycles. Uh, that's the way we design our plans is that, you know, we, we have buckets and balances here. And when the tail, when the scale, when one scale tips, the other one tips the other way. Um, so it's important to stay, to come up with the strategy and to stay prudent on those. Because if you don't, then a lot of times you're going to, you know, wind up over a year or two, you're, you're going to really hurt yourself. So the role that you play too is to help people out with this, right? Because you know you put a plan in place, you want them to be prudent, stick with that plan. But part of what you do is is help hold them accountable, right? Help talk them through some of these investment ideas when they had this kind of the knee jerk reaction of, "Hey, I saw something that I think this is going to be a great idea." You're there to kind of have those conversations and talk through it and, and really kind of be very uh, diligent with what they're thinking about and what they want to do. Yeah, it's a really good point that you bring up. You know, as um as advisors, I think one of the roles that we that we play is that, you know, we're also a resource for people to talk to. So before somebody, you know, does something, our clients, I, I would say not even one of them, even the ones that, you know, ultimately win on the, you know, put me to cash now, you know, they, they still, we still give our input on it. And that's, you know, we really feel uh, at the end of the day, it's all, it's our client's money. So we, you know, we, we do what they say when it comes to it, but we really try to steer them in the right direction, give them the right advice. And so it's another layer of, you know, we do this, this is our job. We do this every day. We're constantly watching what's going on. We're seeing, you know, how the market site, what market cycles we're in and things like that. So it really, I think is a great resource for our clients to call us and say, Hey, you know, I'm thinking, and I, and I tell them this and encourage people, you know, if you're thinking about doing something, let me know. And so we'll get calls from clients and they're like, Hey, you know, we're looking at this or, or this is something on the news. You know, we just heard about this on the news. Uh, what do you think about it? And so, uh, we'll give our, you know, opinion on it and, uh, and, and see, you know, a lot of times if it is, a, you know, a good idea, then let's, let's talk about it and maybe we can implement it into the plan. There is certain impulses that people have and they want to feel as if they're, you know, in the market. So I would say uh, some of our clients wind up keeping a little portion of their, uh, of their retirement funds, you know, even in a, in a stocks, a self-directed account on the side. And if something pops up, you know, they can put some funds in there, but we really account for that in the plan. And we say, okay, you know, if X amount of dollars or we're, we're using this for the plan, well, you know, here's some, here's a, an account on the side. And if there's something that's hot that you want to jump into, whether it uh, tanks or whether it shoots up, you know, this money at the end of the day isn't going to make or break you. Um, and so that satisfies a lot, in my opinion, is, is out of your retirement plan, setting a portion aside that you can do maybe some risky investments with. And, uh, but we really encourage people to, before they make a decision, especially our clients to, talk with us and run it by us. That's why we're here. Yep. Again, that number is 910-323-5700, or also you can get in touch with CLC Financial online at clcfinancial.com. We're dissecting Dave Ramsey's TikTok advice here on the show today. All right, here's the third TikTok we want to break down. If you're not careful, you make short-term decisions which keep you in a short-term situation. If you make long-term decisions, they're almost always painful now and awesome later. I want to ask myself, 10 years from today, where do I want to be? And which of these decisions take me there? 
this seems a little more complicated in what he's saying, but ultimately his message is delayed gratification is an important concept, right? And especially in the context of retirement planning, it might not be easy to stick to the process and do the small things every day and stick to a plan, but it pays off over time, right? And that's the core message here. Yeah, I think the the real big take out of this one is create a long-term plan. Don't just do things in the short term. And that that can be seen. I think a lot of our clients now are coming back with these uh, CDs, and and there are a lot of CDs, and and there's a lot of you know short term instruments within uh, it would I would say secure investments, you know CDs, bond market right now, that are offering a pretty good rate of return. But what we're running into a lot of now is like reinvestment risk, and I think uh, Dave, uh, whenever he's talking about this uh, jump or this uh, this short duration or short short term um, decisions here is. You know, you can go run out and get these uh, like six month CDs and they're paying, you know, 6%. But what are you going to do whenever interest rates drop? Right. You go out to the bank, you're getting this, this you know, credit unions are paying five, you know, 0. 0.7, 6% for a six month CD. By the way, those returns are annualized. So when you're at six months, you go ahead and cut those in half. Or even if you do a full year one, the likelihood that interest rates will be lower in a year from where they are now, I think, is much higher. Uh, the U.S. government right now is having to, you know, if you heard Yellen, she's been saying this for a while, is that the debt service that we're having to pay on all these new bonds uh, issued is a pretty big strain on the Treasury. And they're even having to pull funds right now, and there's a limited supply of that. Now, of course, they can always print money, but then that's going to lead to more inflation and they're trying to counter inflation. So I think ultimately interest rates are going to have to come down and these short term vehicles that people are investing in now, you know, these, uh, these short term CDs, even some, you know, we, we offer these short term CDs, but we're trying to steer clients away from them because of the reinvestment risk that they're going to run into. That's likely to happen in the next six to 12 months. The uh, likely outcome is that interest rates will be lower possibly in 12 months than they are now. I would say in two years, there's a pretty great degree of certainty that there's, that they're going to be lower uh, within the next two years, six to 12 months. It's, it's likely. And what will happen is when you get to that point, if you're, um, if you're in these short term, uh, uh, vehicles is that interest rates will drop and you now are not going to be able to go into those longer term vehicles. One, if you were in bonds and you're, and you were in short term bonds and now you're trying to transition to long term bonds after interest rates have already dropped, well, it's likely that those loan duration uh, securities are going to, or those secure securities are going, going to rally at that time. Right. You see these tactical bond allocations that are happening right now. And a lot of those money managers are moving from these uh, short duration to these longer duration products. And that's because they see in the future that interest rates are likely to go down. And when interest rates go down, these loan duration uh, bonds will now rally. So I think it's important to understand the current market and understand that we are at a, a um, it seems to be a peak or close to a peak on interest rates. Uh, I know Powell has indicated that interest rates could go higher. They likely will raise them a little bit. But uh, it's, you know, if there is uh, any type of indication of, of you know, um, in the future that these bonds will drop, which I think that it's likely that they will pass these short, maybe, you know, end of this year rate heights, you're going to see a real rally and it's going to be harder to get into these uh, longer term uh, products. And then you'll run into, again, that reinvestment risk. So um, understanding that is very, very important. Long-term decision-making is crucial in retirement. All right, let's finish off with one final TikTok from Dave Ramsey. People that retire wealthy, it wasn't an accident. They didn't get to wealth, they get to retirement and go, how'd that happen? Where'd that come from? They know exactly where that money came from. It was an intentional act year after year, month after month, 
paycheck after paycheck being deducted into their 401k, into their Roth IRA, into good mutual funds year after year after year after year after year after year. It's just not sexy. All right, so I like this this TikTok. It's a good one to finish with because his message is good. Because I, I you know, we get this. I hear a lot of uh, of people talking about, and you kind of hear the idea that people with money are the bad guy. Now it seems like in a lot of cases, and people that get to retirement and have wealth. Sure, there's some people that had plenty of money given to them, or they might have been very lucky in some respects to to earn their nest egg or to have the wealth they have. But for the majority of people that get to retirement that are able to retire comfortably, have plenty of money saved. It wasn't an exit. It's because they were taking these steps, having a plan, following the process, and making sacrifices throughout their life. I think it's a dangerous uh, road that we can go down or that we are going down in this country about you know the people that have uh, saved and um, for their retirement and are able to be self-sufficient almost seem to – it's like you're, it's like people who don't make good decisions are almost rewarded right now. Yeah. Um, and the people that do make good decisions are somehow punished. And, you know, that that is indicative in the future too that, you know, there could be higher taxes. It used to be that Social Security was at 0%. Now it's at 85%. And what determines how your Social Security is taxed – by the way, if you're just drawing Social Security, your Social Security isn't taxed. It's if you're drawing Social Security and other income. And what is other income? And it's like 401. K income um, now, not Roth, of course. Roth is uh, over, is over on a, on another bucket that doesn't affect Social Security because you've already paid taxes on it. But income that you're getting from your pension, income that you're getting from your traditional IRA or traditional four hundred one k that you've saved into, those are the people that seem to be punished through taxes um, in in this right now. And I think it's again, it's a dangerous path to go down. But essentially, what Dave is saying is, you know, set up what's do- what we call dollar cost averaging, and just Put in a number that you're comfortable at for a young age. You know, in these 401ks, a lot of them are giving company matches. Hopefully, where you're working, you're getting a company match or you're advocating for some type of match if they're not offering one now. But um, these, uh, the, the 401k that you're in is getting this match. And so, if you're putting in, you know, a dollar and you're getting, um, and or your or the match is, you know, up to five percent. And the first 3% is 100% uh, match. Well, on the first 3% of the income that you're putting in, you're getting 100% return on that, regardless of how the investments. If you're in a, if you're in a secure account, you know, you're getting just 100% return. So that, and that's a great way to, um, to start, you know, to, to jumpstart your retirement is being with an employer that's offering that type of match because really that 100% return every time you put a dollar in all the way up to like, you know, three, four or 5% of your, pay is uh is just that and time you know compound interest is a beautiful thing compound interest is amazing and the earlier you start it even just a a little i think it was there was this example the other day that was showing a dollar invested in your 20s at the by the time you're 65 will be 21 dollars but a dollar invested at 30 will be like 10 dollars you know rounding and so just starting early and starting with uh, an amount that is utilizing the match to the most is very important. You know, we can get into mutual funds and ETFs. Dave mentions in this video, mutual funds, most 401ks only offer mutual funds. You know, there's different types of investment vehicles, but really starting out, you know, just utilizing that match, putting something in. If you don't have a 401k, contribute to your IRA, you know, getting in a, a, if you're young too, don't be in a, you know, in a secure account because you're only going to have time on your side. And if you're doing the dollar cost averaging and contributing to an account and the market drops, inevitably, ever since inception, the S&P 500 has only 
come up higher than the drops. I mean, you look at where we are now versus 50 years ago and we're, you know, the, we're the returns that we've had since then. So if the market drops, just think of that as it's on sale and I can go and, you know, if you can even up your contributions at that time, that's how wealth is created is it's created through this market turbulence through, you know, the dollar cost averaging, which dollar cost averaging is you putting in a certain amount into your 401k or retirement plan. And then when the market's high, you're buying less shares because that dollar amount is buying less of those shares. But when the market's lower, of course, that dollar amount is buying more shares. So by uh, just nature of just putting in the same amount, the shares that you wind up having are at a lower cost um, or, or the you have more shares at this lower cost because during those down years, you're, that that money's working for you more. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great example that Dave gives and it's a great um, message too for people that, you know, be consistent. You know, it ties back in with the second one of don't jump in and out, set a consistent amount and just go with that. Yeah, I think about like people that, that don't go on vacations a lot and, and make sacrifices throughout their life just so they, they know that they're going to be comfortable and be able to enjoy retirement. And then you get there and somebody that, did the opposite of that. It's like, you were lucky to have all that money now, right? Well, no, it wasn't luck. We, you know, we took these steps yeah. and we, we made these conscious decisions throughout our life so we could have this opportunity later on. Yeah. And you know, people over 52 get the opportunity for catch up contributions in these retirement plans and additional, but it still doesn't, it still doesn't be compound interest um, yeah. over that, that period. And, and you know, people too, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the vacations is that the people that go on vacations um, when they're when they're young and they're versus the people who who don't and have that higher nest egg is it seems like when they go to retire they still don't want to go on vacation like we see a lot yeah. of our clients <laughs> and I'm like I'm like pushing them to like fly first class I'm like listen you know like enjoy your life because if you don't something somebody will and so it's just a, it's a mentality and um, you know Buffett really talks about it is it's not even necessarily smarts when it comes to the market and investing. It's just discipline. You know, uh, Tim and Charlie Munder are just very disciplined people. And I think that you, you can say that for not only for investors, but it's almost, it, it relates to everything that you do in life, right? You have to look at the greatest athletes. Um, they're just disciplined. You know, they, they wake up every day, they do the same thing and it's just repetition. And that's just, so whenever they go, to the, um, whenever they go and they're, they're on the, you know, soccer field or they're, you know, baseball or football, it's just nothing's new to them. They, they won't, they, this is just what they do every single day. Um, even on test taking, right? I was, um, I remember one of the greatest things that helped me, because uh, I was a terrible test taker, hmm. was, you know, make your environment similar to where you're taking your tests, right? Do, you know, make certain things similar. That way, whenever you get up and go and take that test, everything's very similar. And so it all has to do with just keeping things consistent because if you keep things consistent, you get in, you get muscle movement, muscle rep repetition and on your investments, whenever you're consistently just doing dollar cost averaging, contributing a certain amount, you know, you can have this money over here that you dabble with if you, if you really, you know, can't help yourself, but uh, the consistency and the, uh, the every single day putting in, you know, or every single pay period or, or however you want to structure it, putting in and being consistent into that S&P fund is what's going to get you to that point in retirement. And then once you get to that point in retirement is where, okay, now you have different dynamics uh, that you have to deal with, right? You're, you're, not, you're not really putting your money in and you can go through these market cycles because when you're young and you're investing, you can ride out these market cycles. 
Um, so, but whenever you get closer to retirement, now that switches to income generation and that income generation gets a little trickier. And that's where we have to navigate, you know, what happens if the market's down, what different investment tools do that we use. But really, uh, in those initial phases, you just need to be consistent, choose a fund. Yeah. That dollar cost averaging is an important message and important uh, investment strategy for everyone. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a fun uh, kind of approach to the podcast and getting some Dave Ramsey TikTok advice. We'll try to do something like this again. I know there's plenty of clips out there, financial tips, guidance, whatever, that we can maybe work into the show and have some fun with. But again, if you want to get in touch with Desmond, you can always do so by calling 910-323-5700 or log on clcfinancial.com. They've been servicing clients for nearly a half a century and uh, and are happy to be a part of the community there in Fayetteville and surrounding communities as well. So again, clcfinancial.com. All right, Desmond, I want to ask you one question that came in uh, to the show that I thought was interesting and I think it would be good to kind of close out today's show with. But Carlos asked, I've talked to a few financial advisors about how they get paid, and it sounds like they all have completely different models. One guy even made it sound like he doesn't charge fees at all, so I'm not sure how that business model could work. Anyway, are there many different fee structures, or does everyone just explain it differently? Everybody has a unique way of explaining it. We try to be the most transparent with it. You know, when we give out our planning books, we the the document that both of us sign, uh, we have our fee, our flat fee in there. And uh, it's really, it varies by firm, I've found. Um, you know, for me, I even have to dig sometimes on these mutual funds or these uh, different types of, um, I guess, funds that are offered by various companies on, on the expense ratio. Because you not only have like the, the fees, um, from the advisors, but you also have expense ratios. And a lot of times these funds are the same exact one. So it's really, really important talking about this Dave Ramsey and, you know, being prudent and all of this, it's, uh, you know, fees can, can eat into a portfolio. So you need to make sure that you know what your fee structure is. And, uh, to the, to, uh, Carlos's comment on the, um, he said that the person says that, uh, he charges no fee for the services that he's providing. A lot of times that means that that person is insurance uh, based only. And so they're getting paid by the insurance company, whether they're putting it into you know annuities, whether they're putting it in life insurance. I always say that we're paid uh, three different ways is one. We charge a traditional uh, money under management fee, which is, you know, just how it's been done for decades. And that's just that, you know, we, we manage uh, the assets for advice and we charge a fee for doing that. And then the other way is through an insurance company. So if we place, if we do any life insurance or we do any products through an insurance company, the insurance company compensates us for doing that. And then lastly, there, there's a, a planning fee, but a lot of times if you onboard as a client, then we uh, waive that planning fee. That's just to, um, protect us really from, you know, us drawing up a good plan and then you taking it somewhere, um, and, and, and implementing it. But, and then there's also the fourth way that we get paid and that's referrals. Um, you know, referrals are, are the best, but you really need to be careful if they're not disclosing everything, especially if they're saying that they're not getting paid because then you run into the issue of, okay, if they're insurance based only, then they can only recommend a certain product, not saying that that is a necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you know, we have plenty of insurance only uh, reps here, but we offer other services as well. So, you know, you, you, you could lead into a conflict of interest situation with that. Um, so, you know, you just need to understand what other services they provide. I would really, what, what else do they do? Are they a fiduciary? What are the other services that they provide? You know, going back to Dave's, uh, I think the first one is, you know, if you don't understand what you're invested in, don't do it. So just, 
you know, understand what you're investing in, understand how the compensation is. And then, um, of course, you know, the, that person's getting paid for what they do. Um, so just make sure you understand how they're working for you. Yeah, it's a great question because everybody's a little bit different and explains it differently. But the bottom line is nobody's working for free, though, right? So yeah, transparency, Ben. You know, we we put everything that we do up front. It is in writing. Our fees are in writing. You know how we're getting paid. We're not trying to hide it because you know I don't expect you at your job to do something. Um, and and so if somebody's trying to hide it and just you know out of the out of goodwill, we we do goodwill here. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know at the end of the day. We, we have to, uh, we, we support our staff and support things in the community and that comes at a cost. Yep, absolutely. Well, thanks for that question. And if you have any questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. You can always log on clcfinancial.com or give Desmond and the team a call at 910-323-5700. All right. Great show as always, Desmond. Uh, enjoyed this kind of structure. We'll try to do it again. And we always appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, happy to do these. And I think we're on the six one now. So Ready to keep this going. Thanks for listening to Riverbank Riches with Desmond Taylor, Navigating Financial Wisdom. We'll talk to you again soon. Securities and advisory services offered through Creative One Securities, LLC member, FINRA, SIPC, and an investment advisor. CLC Financial Services, LLC, and Creative One Securities, LLC are not affiliated. Medical products are not offered by Creative One Securities, LLC. They may be purchased through a licensed insurance professional. Licensed Insurance Professional, we are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. This material has been prepared for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal tax, or investment advice. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Insurance and annuity products are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. We are not affiliated with any government agency.